Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Today in Manana. I'm Michael. This is Nicholas, subbing in for the uh, experienced Xavier, but that's okay. We, 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 can, we, can, we can work <laughs> with Nicholas today. Experienced can... Xavier. Exactly. Well, he, he brings the gray hair. He brings the experience. You know, We're replacing it with the younger version. We'll see if it's a better version. But I that's... find that ironic because one of the things I always promised our guests is that Xavier doesn't know about the industry, so like he has this kind of childish you know, exuberance about asking questions and wanting to know. Well, and- what Xavier is really good at is as the, as the interviewer is like, or the interviewee is like describing their business. He's great at like finding these questions and whatnot and just asking them. And they're all mm-hmm. very good questions. So you have a, you have a big chair to fill today. Well, you, there, we have a whole list of Alex-esque questions. So yeah, I know, <laughs> but yeah, but, but the Xavier seat, that's where like the true like genius you know, observations uh, come Well, from. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to monitor. So, like, please, if you have questions or comments, write them in because yeah. I'm going to be monitoring them today and we'll make sure to relay all your uh, engagement live. Uh, so that's your job today? And like, share, and, and subscribe. subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, as always, our show is presented by Emergent Financial uh, Services, powered by Castle Hill Cider, Craddock Series Insurance, Yo Matias Realty, and Charlottesville Opera, as well as... Uh, Forward Adelante, the premier Latino business networking group here in Charlottesville, Virginia. Okay, got that down. That's wow. always like that's always the one thing that I'm always always prepared for. It's like I got to do that that little do the sponsor list. intro. Yeah, you know, Alex does it so flawlessly now. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm trying to work on it. I don't know whether it's flawless or not, but it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty Alex good. Alex is a little Thank smoother. You. you just need a little polish on that. Exactly. Yeah, good. I know. Alex just yeah, the experience has got him so good. It, He's yeah. like one of those people. Where if you ever see like a if you ever watch like a sports game and they have to talk about all this stuff and every once in a while it's like they have to do like some like romance movie and it's like you know the new movie star and this person and it's like you could kind of tell in their voice that it's like they really don't want to be talking about this because they have to like see the Bob cost as describing Twilight yeah exactly but you know they do they still put the effort in to make yeah, it sound like interesting so. Well, you know. are you ready for our I, first I, guest? I think I think let's go for it. Let's go right? for it. All right. Yeah. So uh, we're very pleased and excited to have Betsy Craft from Betsy Craft Design show, uh, joining us today. Betsy, welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So, um, first off, tell us about Betsy Craft Design. Yeah. Um, well, um, Betsy Craft Design is uh, me um, <laughs> and um, a couple of really wonderful um, ladies that work with me. Um, small interior design firm based here in Charlottesville, but we've done some work in the surrounding areas and um, primarily focus on residential design um, and hospitality design. And when you say interior designing, what exactly does that like entail? So um, there's a bit of a range. I mean, we will do everything from large-scale renovations and Um, hard surface selections like you're redoing your kitchen or your bathroom and um, need new floors things like that also into um, the furnishings and accessories and home decor piece Mm -hmm. so kind of from start to finish we can help throughout the whole process and what got you into interior designing um, you know, I have always been uh, extremely passionate about design. I was totally the mm-hmm. kid that was like moving furniture around my room and redecorating <laughs> and driving my mom crazy. But um, I, I have always had a passion for it. Always kind of known that it's what I wanted to do. I uh, my 
degree is in hospitality. I'm also very passionate about hospitality and I worked in um, hotels and some really neat um, companies in the hospitality and the luxury hospitality world, um, which where I was exposed to some great design and always kind of had a hand in um, helping with some very design forward properties. And then a couple years ago, kind of decided like, you know, the design's really what lights my fire and what I want to do and uh, just kind of decided to go after it. And um, mm. yeah. So can I ask a question? When you are like, when you are thinking about like doing a design, like do your clients come to you and they say, okay, I want to remodel my kitchen or my living room or my family room. Mm-hmm. How does that process begin of them saying, you know, I want to change versus how you come up with how you exactly you want to redesign their rooms? Yeah, well, um, I'll preface by saying I think at the heart of my brand and what I um, love so much is that I am so client-focused and relationship-focused, mm-hmm. I mean, especially coming from a hospitality background and um, customer service, and um, it's really a relationship-building experience. Um, and I think that's important because it really allows us to tailor um, our experience to the needs of each individual client. So if somebody reaches out and says, oh, I'm redoing my bathroom, I have all these ideas, but I'm paralyzed with actually picking out tile Mm -hmm. or whatnot, then, um, you know, it it starts with a consultation, obviously, and um, we go in and really define the scope of the project and understand, get a better understanding for what the needs are and then um, work with them to... Um, kind of build a game plan and get organized and help, um, you know, mm-hmm. nail things out so it's not overwhelming to the client. So so yeah. if you go in there and you're trying to visualize how you want to kind of like redesign the room, how do you explain that kind of to your client? Are you trying to explain them how, what you're going to do? Do you do like sketches or drawings? Yeah, it starts with the concept design. Okay. So, um, and working with the client and understanding more about what their specific tastes are and the aesthetic that they're going for, I will build a color palette and bring together like general patterns and a vibe for the space. Um, I like to say I'm pretty intuitive and um, mm-hmm. especially with design and have a can kind of read between the lines and what um, somebody's asking for to really understand what they are really asking for without saying it <laughs> and <laughs> right. um, you know so I'll start with like a vibe and a mood board um, and then once a client says yes I love that that's exactly what was in my head um, then we'll go into picking like specific selections and what do you mean by vibe uh, like a genre by a yeah. mood board yeah sorry i guess that's like jargon that i'm you know <laughs> so used to but um i mean a vibe to me is the overall feeling for the space like mm-hmm. what um emotions are evoked when you walk into the space how do you want your space to feel do you want it to feel right. elevated and sophisticated or do you want it to feel very cozy and casual do you want it somewhere in between those two mm-hmm. um do you want it to be more bohemian or 
more minimalist. Um, you know, there's all sorts of okay. different yeah. styles. And then the mood board specifically, I will present with like actual textiles or tiles oh. and colors and things so that they get a very visual representation gotcha. of that vibe. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Neat. Okay. So which one comes first generally? Do you like, do you have to kind of like hone in on the vibe before you start exploring the, the more details or does like, yeah. can the detail like elevate a vibe or, um, well, well not elevate, I guess like yeah. elucidate a vibe. Yeah. I think it kind of comes organically with, um, throughout conversation and, right. um, I have a, lengthy questionnaire that you know I that helps me kind of narrow in on what a client's personal aesthetic is and um but yeah it starts with really nailing down the overall feeling of the space and then going into specific selections and furnishings and whatnot yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and what's the most common area where people kind of want to redesign? I'm just trying to think of Charlottesville, kind of within the country. Do you get a lot of people saying, yeah, well, yeah I want to kind of redesign my house to feel more country-like? Or do you get a lot of people saying, no, I want a more sophisticated, elegant style to my house? Which is more common, do you find? Yeah, I, I think, you know, we are in a very interesting um, part of the country where um, – Historically, there is a lot of traditional design mm-hmm. in the homes, and now with new homes, we're seeing a lot of these. Um, I really hate that's a strong word, but um, <laughs> like the whole modern farmhouse thing, I think is was a very big trend um, that has kind of gone by the wayside. But I oh, think we uh-huh. still see a lot of those. Um, elements in like new build homes and things like that so it's really um taking some of those things that people are exposed to and that they might feel as though they gravitate towards and rolling it in or um the words escaping me but uh implementing those styles in a way that is really timeless um Uh, so i think there is a word kind of in the industry these days um, called transitional um, that I would say a lot of people are asking for. Mm -hmm. Um, That could be defined as um, comfortable and welcoming, but still refined and sophisticated at the same time. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, So, but for me, I will say I am not a person who can follow trends. I don't believe Mm -hmm. in trends. I don't believe in designing for what is in style right now. I think it has to be really true to um, the person. And, you know, I my goal is always to make somebody's home a reflection of their soul and what um, makes them feel good. And that's very individualized to the client. Mm-hmm. Is, is it really different when you're working with a hospitality space versus a home? Um, the... In a sense, yes. The reason why is um, I think working in a hospitality setting allows you to push your boundaries a little bit more and be a little bit more funky and creative and um, kind of flex those muscles a little bit more. Because it's not a personal space that belongs to somebody else? Is that or? That and also it is a in a way for a specific person, a less permanent space. Okay. Like if right, right. I wanted to put a ridiculous 
hot pink and teal pattern wallpaper in a bathroom right. or something that you not know, my bathroom. Not <laughs> my bathroom. <laughs> exactly. Like you wouldn't want that in your bathroom, but if you saw it in a hotel bathroom, there might be elements of that that would inspire you and um, mm-hmm. help you say like, wow, this is a really cool space and maybe I can bring, bring an element of this yeah. back into my home. And, um, you know, so I, I like to create spaces It's like that fun for an me. hour, but not something you'd want for 20 years. Exactly, something like that. Exactly, okay, right, gotcha, But gotcha. they're still, you know, really fun, fun and inspiring. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that allows you to kind of broaden your creative juices a little more than when you're working with a more personal client, I would imagine? Yes, in a way, yeah. I mean, not always, because mm-hmm. there are definitely clients that, um, well, really, every client, um, you need to kind of flex your creativity in some way. Mm-hmm. But I, I'd say the boldness aspect of it. You can be exactly. a little bit more bold with your choices well just judging from experience when it comes to houses people are like i feel like sometimes people actually don't really know what they want no like when you're building when people are building a house or whether they're designing a house or inside outside just like they're like oh i want this but i also want that but then i want this but i don't want that it's like what exactly do you want there's a famous movie that we always used to love watching called um it's (laughs) an old movie exactly it's an old (laughs) movie with cary grant Uh and myrna lori called uh mr blandings builds his dream house it was made in like the 40s and it's basically oh it's hilarious it it really (laughs) is it's one of those like great classic comedies of a man who's like i'm finally he's finally fed up with city life and wants to build his dream house in the country and he goes and it's like a total nightmare because Uh nothing's ever right and then the wife gets involved and she wants this but he wants that and it's one of those like classic movies and it's absolutely hilarious but every time I see that I think about that I'm like it's I wonder how difficult it actually is to kind of find exactly what people want yeah well no I think going back to that I mean I think that's one of the really fun pieces me is I can hear all of that and somehow translate it into like, okay, this is what they're actually saying mm-hmm. right. versus, you know, what is in their mind. I can, you yeah. know, kind of make sense of it all somehow. Is there a difficulty going off, just bouncing off that question, what you're saying, is there a difficulty because people will want different styles for different rooms and trying to make it consistent? Because I could imagine someone very easily being like, I want a farmhouse kitchen, but I want a more like country style living room or something like yeah. that. Um, you know, I think that is where things like color and textures and all of those really come into play. And, you know, um, I, I think also that's like discerning the overall vibe as right, we're right. saying okay. and like where does the cohesion come in so the vibe should be consistent for the house or or are you always brought for a room or like how does that well i, I mean i i think there's a way that you can have a living room that might lean more mid-century and a kitchen that might um lean a little bit more uh, rustic, but right. you have elements of both. And that, that's one of my favorite things to uh, do is like, okay. uh, I really mix a lot of antiques with more contemporary pieces. And I think that's how you kind of create the overall um, space that makes it feel like cohesive and true to itself as you move throughout. And when you yeah. said antiques, you mean like antique furniture? and, and oh, Yeah, I mean, I'm a big... Um, believer in sourcing things secondhand mm-hmm. and whether that is traditional antiques from antique stores or even um you know some of the really local second or amazing local secondhand shops and whatnot that we have here and um 
Yeah, I, I think you have to have old things in a space. No, even no, even if you're somebody that really loves everything new, it what brings in character into a space are those pieces that are lived in and um, you know have a little life to them already. And so, oh, if you're Mama trying Herpes to loving that, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our mother is a huge, huge anti- oh yeah, oh, yes. oh, absolutely. Yeah. So you're probably you're speaking her language right now. <laughs> absolutely. She's, like, She's like, see, I told you guys. Yeah. That's yeah. Why I have so many antiques now. But yeah. so I'm curious. So when you're when you're incorporating <laughs> antiques, do you do you provide like the services of getting the antiques for your clients, or is it is that something that they also have like to say like okay, I, I want that antique, you know, cupboard or whatnot? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, so I have a few different service offerings. I'd say primarily I do full service, um, which would incorporate like doing mm-hmm. all of the sourcing and finding the perfect. So you'll get all like all the furniture and all ah, yeah, everything and install everything. So it's mm-hmm. really a um, headache free um, <laughs> experience. But um, you know that style of service does not um, is not accessible to everybody Mm -hmm. it is you know uh, definitely an investment and um so i really want to be able to work with everybody i think the whole idea of hiring an interior designer is um has is stigmatized as like something that only um very wealthy people can do and i just i don't buy into that belief at all i think every single person regardless um deserves to have a space that is their haven and their sanctuary and that um, feels safe and welcoming. So I really um, have tried to stagger my service level so um, that I can work with a range of people no matter what their budget is. Yeah, I wanted to throw in one question too before because I want to make sure we get this in before you have yeah. to go. But there's, I remember reading on your website there's a six-hour one-day service. Yeah. Could you talk about that? Because I think that's particularly interesting because I don't think most people think an interior designer just walking in for yeah. six hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. These, this is so fun. So I about a year ago started implementing um, or doing these, I call it a designer for a day <laughs> package. And, yeah, essentially it's a six-hour consultation where I will come into your home and – we just tackle whatever it is that so for some people they have all this art that they don't know where it should go in their house so it's just been in a closet and i we will actually sit there and hang pictures on the wall i'm not hanging like heavy mirrors and things that you know should be left to professionals right right, um, yeah you know but it's a it is a working day i'm not afraid to get in there and move around furniture and um or maybe it's somebody just has one room and they're like, I don't know what to do with this space or right. I need help with paint colors or whatever. But it is um, a fun, very hands-on experience. And, like, I bring lunch. We have a whole movie, make a day of it. And, um, wow, yeah. and then I will um, provide, like, very detailed notes and a good roadmap after our time together gotcha. um, okay. to really empower people to move forward with anything they need to on their own. But yeah, the designer for a day is a really fun service that um, I've been enjoying doing. And I do think that uh, my clients who have done that would say the value that they have received from those days is um, pretty great. So yeah. Wow. No, it, it, no yeah. it just sounded really interesting. I'm glad you had a chance to unpack it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're super fun. They're intense but um but yeah we really get a lot done and tackle a lot in that 
one day. So yeah, that's yeah. so neat. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. So Betsy, before we let you go, or where can people find you? Um, yeah, well, my website is Betsy Craft Design, Craft with a K. Um, dot com and or you can find me on Instagram at Betsy Craft Design um, or all of the socials and yeah. yeah. And best way to contact you is it email or through like DM um, on Instagram? Yes, you can email me. It's Betsy at BetsyCraftDesign.com mm-hmm. or um, there is a contact form on my website BetsyCraftDesign.com as well. And those are probably the best two avenues. I try really great. To, <laughs> I try really hard to be good at responding to. DMs on Instagram, but I'm, I'm not always the best about mm-hmm. it. So. Well, perfect. Now we know exactly where to yeah. get you. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Betsy, so it's been a it's been a pleasure. Thank yeah, you so thank much you for coming so much on. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. No, thank All you. Right. Thank you. All right. Uh, so that was that was really interesting. That, no, yeah, it was interesting because like there's so much that we don't know. Well, exactly. I mean, come on. What do we know about interior home design? But I love how you mentioned Mr. Blanding because I remember there's that famous scene where with her at the paint. I don't know if exactly. you remember. Yeah, she's she going through. Certain, I yeah. want a cream white, not a harsh white. And then the exactly. painter comes in. He's like, white, green, blue, red. That's what she wants. Exactly. Right? Yeah, so, she's going through like, I want a cream white. I want a luscious green. You know, a soft. Not a harsh green, but not, not an olive exactly. green. And like, and there's like all these details, and the painters are like, oh, exactly. White, well, green. yeah, but that's that's <laughs> yeah. well, that's why you need the feminine mind to design the interior of your home <laughs> yeah. exactly if it was like one of us we're like okay two chairs Blue. here bar here well elizabeth TV my here. wife she pulled out all sorts of paint colors for like the guest room and she's like which one do you like i'm like those three in the middle and there's like five options I'm yeah like, but no you never write down darkness yeah. goes like black Dark no, blue. I don't want that. Uh, the guest room. I don't want somebody coming like, oh, who lives here, Nostradamus. Exactly. No, it's like, you, yeah, but you know, you you like the dark setting or whatnot. Fair, yeah. Exactly. Well, remember, it was also uh, your lovely wife who recommended that you do the uh, splash behind the counter. The oh, kitchen the counter. backsplash. Backsplash, yeah. exactly, yes. yes. So poor Nicholas was working very hard on that. I'm sure that was she definitely not it. your idea. She yeah, well, loves she, it. But you got to make the wife matters. happy. Yeah, that's the idea. Well, that's what they, that's the key. That's exactly. true. Exactly. And well, thank you for Jim Whitcower for watching. Make sure we just yeah, you got to yeah, you got to yeah. be spotting out who's yeah, watching, spotting. who's commenting. Now. Throw in some comments and questions when you can. All right, perfect. So uh, from one great guest to another, now we're excited to welcome Ben Kunkel from Skyline Home Inspections. Ben, how are you? Wonderful. Glad to be here this morning. All right, well, wonderful, wonderful to have you. So uh, tell us about Skyline Home Inspections. Uh, how did you get involved in the home inspection business? Uh, how did the company get started? All that. Yeah, so Skyline is a second-generation Charlottesville business. Mm-hmm. It was owned by Bill Brown. Uh, he's an awesome home inspector in the area. I'd done construction you know, since my high school years, working for various contractors and then doing small tasks on my own. Started my own company um, shortly after and did construction service work, worked for other contractors, things like that. Um, and then I was actually in a songwriting session. It's a pretty funny story. <laughs> uh, shout out to Mike Davis. He's a good buddy of mine, realtor in town as well. But I had actually just had an accident on a house I was building and broke oh. my face. Oh, wow. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Right, well, break, broke, your, <laughs> broke your face like, in yeah, what yeah. way? So, so I, I slipped and fell through the floor system, fractured my orbital. The only, the only thing you can see is just the scar in my eyebrow. Oh, okay. So um, I had just kind of went through that and was talking to Mike, and I was like, man, I think maybe I want to get into property inspection. I said, do you know anybody I could do ride-alongs with or anybody that I oh, could wow. connect with? Because it's a license requirement. You have to right. do the ride-alongs. And it's actually quite a barrier to entry because nobody's trying to just train their competition, right? So it's a little bit of a weird thing typically. Mm-hmm. You have to sign non-competes and things like that, work yeah. for other people. Um, and I was riding with Mike. We were talking about it, and he was like, hey, man, Bill Brown, you need to get in touch with him. He gave me his number. I called him. 
Uh, we connected within the next couple of days, and then I began an apprenticeship with him. Uh, he was, he's a retired Marine. He had owned the company and was actually wow. fully retired. And so the timing was perfect. I was in a position to receive something like that and um, was really looking to step on the gas with you know, some of my business endeavors anyways. Uh, and the rest is history. Wow. Yeah, and that was, that was just under three years ago, two and a half years ago. Um, so apprenticed, went through the whole licensure process, was still doing construction at the time, and then fully took the company over and have been, been doing it ever since. Wow, that's so neat. <laughs> so, and so what does Skyline Home Inspection do? So we are an environmental testing and property inspection solution. So we're a diagnostic firm for a home. Mm -hmm. we, you know, our mission is to empower clients and homeowners with the right information, transparency about a transaction so that everyone can make the right choices. You know? um, and that's really our, our main goal. That's our service that we offer. And we do it through a variety of you know, environmental testing, residential and commercial property inspection solutions, things of that nature. But in more detail, for example, environmental testing, indoor air quality, mold and allergen. Mm -hmm. We can do mold swabs, uh, radon testing, complete water analysis and or FHA, VA. Um, so what are you breathing? Is there radon? How's your water? You know? um, and then we do a lot of real estate transactions. So people buying and selling any, any type of dwelling, right. we, we inspect a lot of those. Um, and we also do a lot of homeowner work. So you know, the four-year homeowner inspection, um, has been really valuable for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we we're just running around dealing information <laughs> based on the standards. So you practice. inspect, you know, so you expect both houses that people are trying to buy and new houses as well. Do you? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. So we so any type any time a, a dwelling is transferred, whether mm -hmm. it be a new construction build, we're certified. Um, we're NRS new residential structure certified, pre drywall certified. So we can do inspections that lead people from mm -hmm. having your home framed looking at it from an x-ray perspective, making sure all the components are properly in place, the final inspection when the builder's done before you move in, and then the 11-month builder warranty. So that's the new construction phase inspection package. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, really any time a, a dwelling is transferred. And surprisingly enough, you know, diligent, long-standing homeowners that are proud of their home, when you go four, five, six years without an inspection, there are things that can creep mm. up that you wouldn't necessarily know. Um, so it's, there's a lot of variety in the, in the value of the inspection and how we offer it. Um, but I think having an inspection that's based on the standards of practices, right. that is a clear legal document and a template for success as a homeowner versus being someone that's purchasing a property mm. and just spending that extra four or $500 to ensure that there's transparency about the systems, the function of the systems, you know, the, everything that could go into the quality of your life, owning the home going forward, impact the budget of the deal, things of that nature. So um, it's, it's quite a spectrum, but mm -hmm. the same mission, you know, at the center of it. And can I ask you a question? So what are the most common problems you encounter in houses, whether they're houses that are being transferred, like an old house that someone's buying or a new house? Do you find any, like, common problems like people might overlook? Yeah, absolutely. So building envelope failures are the first one. So siding, flashing, trim. Okay. Um, that's number one, right? And so from a building science perspective, understanding the way that your home works as a system and understanding mm -hmm. that, that your exterior building envelope is the system that is specifically designed to shed water and keep moisture away from places it's not supposed to be. Um, inevitably, everyone knows moisture is the number one, number one mm -hmm. destroyer. So. <laughs> I would say number one is building envelope failures. Number two would be drainage. 
So oh, foundation drainage, grading, improper gut, you know, gutters terminating at a down, or the downspout connector being disconnected, a renter's in a place five years, water pours in the corner of the foundation, there's effluorescence, moisture, mold in the crawl space. Right. Now we've now this has turned into something and, that didn't need to be. And how would you discover that? Like, do you crawl like underneath the house? Oh yes! <laughs> wow, oh, dude, we yes, we we take it. It's a very serious thing, like to us, right? Like if someone, the way that we operate, you know, we have the standards of practice set yeah. by the state and our our training company, Internachi, and it's a black and white way to 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 make make sure you're fulfilling your minimum requirements. But the minimum is not sufficient, you know. So we we really pride our, ourselves on getting a look at every square inch of the home. And, right. and informing someone uh, with a legal document to back it up, what they're getting into, what that could mean, and yes, that means a lot of a lot of crawl spaces, a lot of attics, mm. a lot of uh, quite unimaginable places, really. Yeah, I can imagine. No, actually, I don't want to imagine. I was about yeah, to say yeah. I can imagine. No, I don't want but to imagine. I, so I have a question for you because I'm thinking first time home buyers watching this right now, and there's like who who contacts you? How do they get you involved? Is it through their realtor? Do they get you on their own? How does that work so that somebody can like get this yeah. service? It's about half and half. So okay. um, the way that we've set the company up, and I've completely rebuilt the company since I purchased it. Okay. Bill had a great thing going. Um, it was amazing to learn from a traditional old school inspector. There was a lot that had to change. Um, with that being said, we found that the, the website has been really efficient, you know, Booking online is nice with that. We just launched a new website. Uh, we have office staff that answers the phones seven days a week, so you can call. You'll always get someone for customer service. Uh, you can always email us. You know, it's, it's normally ends up being email or a call to the call center. Okay. I answer all the calls I can. Uh, if not, you know, we'll, we'll get back to you or just book the appointment based on what you need at that time. Um, and it's about half and half. It's about half the time it's people that uh, just are, are a homeowner or they have a they think their roof's leaking, and they're just, they mm-hmm. find us on Google or through some type of uh, non-real estate-related referral. And then about half the time, it is an agent that has used us and feels yes. confident with, with what we do and how we represent them. Um, because it's, it's a, quite an asset, really, to an agent to have a company that, that does follow the standards of practice, that does uh, really care, like really, really care. Um, and so we find that we get quite a, quite a few referrals that way. Well, I will shout out to you just for that too, because part of the reason you're on the show is because I've heard good things about Skyline Home Inspecting from realtors who have worked with you. Well, thank you about I, your quality. So I appreciate it. That's why I reached out the yeah. first, just so that our audience knows, because I know we talked about it beforehand. But that's important for everyone to know that there's. I heard good things about your reputation. That's why we wanted to make sure that you had a chance to present to our audience. Yeah, no, it means a lot. It really does. And um, you know, one thing that I, I would. I think the takeaway is with a business, a business is, it's like building a race bike, right? It's like building a, a fast car. It's like building something that needs trial and error and perfection. And what I had to do was put myself in the shoes of the clients, right? I said, if I'm, cause it's quite clear who we serve. And if you put yourself in those shoes, what does that person need from you in that role? And for us, that means clear communication from the start. So if you look us up on Google and you dial our phone number, I, me personally or one of our office staff will answer you know we're equipped to handle all the customer service um, and and you know furthermore too, the process of the inspection we always do a 20-minute follow-up call after inspections okay. uh, we have color-coded reports we do we just really take care of people in a way that I think 
um, maybe others overlook. I mean, it's something we emphasize because it's, tr it's truly communication. Right. We go out and gather facts, and then we spend the rest of the process diligently performing those tasks, fulfilling dead, you know, report deadlines, environmental testing deadlines, uh, providing context, right? And, and sometimes that means, uh, you know, speaking with a variety of contractors and uh, local building officials and things that, you know, just really getting our hands dirty to, to help solve problems. That's, right. that's what it's all about. <laughs> and and problems, believe me, yeah. <laughs> it is a problem to not know that you have a leaking cast iron drainage line in your million dollar home. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. So I guess, and that's interesting because I know we had a period, especially here in Charlottesville and around the country, where people were waiving inspections to buy houses. Has there been any, I guess, have there been, has there been a fallout from that, that, that you've experienced personally or, if, or that like you've, or that has at least nationwide has been going around? Well, yes. The, the short answer is yes, okay. because anytime you make decisions, especially decisions that you know, require a lot of money typically, um, and you don't have all the facts or knowledge that would help you make that decision, inevitably things are going to go sideways in some way. Right. And it, but it doesn't mean your house is going to fall down or it doesn't mean that you, know, you don't have the money to, to pay for the mold that, that wasn't seen in the attic. It's just it's a much more turbulent way to go through the, the home buying or home ownership experience. Going in and it's... And it's fractional for, for what it costs, you know, for to hire us to come inspect your home. I mean, the value that we're going to provide from on-site verbal cues and, and verbal things that we, information and context we'll share that we can't put on the report for legal reasons, um, you know, not violating any rules or anything, but like we pour into our clients in a way that we're, we're not afraid. You know, we're not, oh, it could get me in trouble. Well, yes, okay, but it's... It's not, it's not really important. Like, you, you can tell them this verbally and provide context, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's just one of those things that, um, yeah, it's, it's very personable. It's a very one-on-one -on -one committing. You're in a miniature relationship with that person for a three-day period, you know, where yeah. you're. <laughs> and, but to answer the question about the fallout from, to, from not doing inspections, I think that buying overpriced homes without home inspections was a bad idea. Yeah. However, I always encourage people to just be patient and um, to be graceful because it's a spectrum. We came from caves. There's the million-dollar penthouse suite, <laughs> turnkey, okay? And all of these years, we've survived. It's, it's about what is your budget? It's about what does it mean for you to live comfortably? Let's make sure you don't have any surprises because if you're short on money, and you're, you have a, a leak that happens and you're not properly equipped, the way that will affect your quality of life is drastic. Yeah. And the way that will spin off into the, the way you treat your wife in the morning and the, how, the, how, what mood you go to work in and you're stressed because you don't have this money and you got to try to get this loan to fix this line. And yeah. So we've seen some of that, but I think that um, I think for the most part people are just working with what they have and doing what they can with the current market because while the answer is yes, it's a bad idea, we also try to help people out as much as we can. We do the walk and talk consultation okay. um, as well as the move in inspection. So we understand, you know, hey man, you gotta have a place to live. And if you have to waive it to get to get home, it's yeah. better than being homeless. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But we just wanna drive home the, the importance of going through that fact finding process just as soon as you can to, in whatever capacity you can financially do it, whether that be a walk and talk that's an hour, $195, it's 
has no report, you know, it's just something that we go and identify key issues, or whether it's the full residential inspection with the healthy home bundle. Um, just doing what you can with what you have. And hey, if you're out there and you did have to buy a home and you waived the inspection and something <laughs> went wrong, just be graceful because you're not the only one and you had to do what you had to do. So yeah. mm-hmm. that's the mindset we have on it. I appreciate that. <laughs> so I have a quick small business question. So how yeah. was it like for you to take that jump from working to someone to kind of owning your own business? It was really cool. Um, and luckily, my personality is somewhat naturally geared for it. So it was mm-hmm. a natural transition. But um, I was tackling small tasks on my own anyways mm-hmm. as a sole proprietor as, you know, when I was younger. Um, and then making the step into the first couple bigger projects for the Class A contractor that I've known and have worked with and done things for. And it, it was baby steps. So it, it wasn't like this black and white thing where overnight mm-hmm. I had to assume all, all these responsibilities. Mm-hmm. I had slowly dipped my toe in, and then the apprenticeship is really what helped me. I mean, t- to be with Bill every day, watching him run the business, watching him do reports, learning the software, learning the back end. And it's really about the context I gained to then be able to sit down at the drawing board drawing board and say, well, what do our clients need? Mm-hmm. What is someone in this position? What do they need? And the, the, the small business side of it was really just about gathering skills. Um, it's reflection and gathering skills. I mean, accounting, for example, was a, a shortfall of mine. Just, I'm not a numbers guy. Yeah. I've, I've never, you know, I've never had that inclination, but mm-hmm. it's, it's, hey, we're trying to build this thing. We see, we need to understand this. So how are we going to fix it? And mm-hmm. that's how we've approached this business and, and just solving any problem or hiccup that would be in that client experience. So, um, it's, it's been fun. It's been, uh, it promotes a lot of personal growth as well, you know, cause mm-hmm. you, when you're the, when you're the face of your business and it's, we're a family owned business, we take what we do really seriously. And, um, I just think it, I'm grateful for it in the ways that it's forced me to grow. So it's been a lot of fun. It, it's never a dull moment. I no, 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 no. Any small any business entrepreneur, entrepreneur will tell you, you the same thing. It's never, ever, ever a dull well, moment. Well, I love, love Alex, the host, usually asks well, the plunge question, like when oh, yeah, you when take, the, take plunge, the plunge, yeah. and everyone always says, well, it was a plunge. Like It's a big step. It is, and I, I'm really, like, it's really important for me to... Uh, to operate in a way that's sustainable for one um, and that reflects the quality that we expect from ourselves and that was that was the plunge was okay now we have too many clients how can we build these systems as fast as possible and just roll this out and keep up with what we have and we're on the other side of that now but that was the metaphorical plunge for us was it was the pure workload and the realization that okay, there's a lot we don't know. Let's go get these skills. Let's go, let's get this training. Let's, let's uh, really invest in what we're doing. And, you know, we're two years into that, and it's really starting to show now. We had a record month in April, actually. Oh, congratulations. So the, yeah. Well, but it's crazy. Like, the market's down however, however much. Mm-hmm. But it's like April was, was our record month. And um, it's, I think it's starting to show that, um, that we care about what we do. And we've put a lot of thought into the way our clients feel and the way agents feel when they're interacting with us. You know I mean? We, it's, it's a, it's an important thing that, um, that, you know, business owners from the small business perspective have, have thought through what it's like to be a customer. Like, what is it, what would it be like to be your client? How would you feel? 
And uh, I think as long as any business owner can keep that mindset and stay humble and, and apply an aggressive work ethic to solving their customers' problems, I think, you know, you'll be okay. That's that's how that's, we've approached That's it. always the key, I feel like, for small businesses. You always, if you're providing a service, you have to think, what would, if I was a client, what would I want? Right. And then once you translate that into your business, I think that's all often how people find success. Yeah, and one of, one of the biggest ways that we did that, you know, if you, if you think about real estate and the property inspection world um, as a pie chart, there's a sliver of that pie chart that says human error and concealment. It's an inevitable factor that we all deal with. The state mandates that they're visual-only inspections. So, tr- I mean, truly, we can only inspect what we can see. There's a lot that's under the wall. There's a lot that's hidden. There's a lot that we can't get to. I mean, you just can't. Yeah. So when we saw, there's a lot of people that will just kind of set money back and prepare for a rainy day when something happened. It wasn't their fault. They got missed or whatever. And um, we, that didn't sit right with us. So we, we implemented uh, what we call the full package of warranties. So we have, with every inspection, um, we have every appliance or electrical system in the home is put on a lifetime recall check fire safety database. So if it has ever been recalled or if it ever does get recalled for life, they'll be notified. It'll be replaced for free. Five-year platinum roof leak guarantee. One-year $100,000 structural. A mold safe policy. Radon safe policy. The sewer, the, the main lateral, there's a policy in place for that. Um, there's a lot that we've put into that experience for the client where we've filled that void. So I, I don't know. I mean, I've... I've looked around a little bit, but I'm not sure if anyone else has implemented something like that. But for us in that client experience, we had, we had felt confident about our systems, getting everybody through doing great inspections, getting reports out all, everything was great, but it's like, well, what about this sliver of the pie chart? Like, what can we do about that? And we chose, we just chose to take that step where we fill that void. And um, there's literally protection with our inspection that comes for life for five years, for one year, you know, and, and in a variety of ways that, we just felt like it placed our customers in a position to win and to protect them, even though it's like not our fault. It's like right. you're still in this position, and we realize that. So I think that was, in my, in my opinion, that was the biggest way we took that approach and implemented it to Skyline. That's phenomenal. Wow. wow. Yeah, that is great. Yeah, no, because that, that reminds me just in our business, same thing, like where we do it, risk management, like things that are outside our control, how do you protect them? It's really great that you can that you can get into a space and offer that rather than just be, well, I can only see what I can see and that's it. Right. Yeah. I mean, what good is that? No, <laughs> I mean, honestly. but it, but it does provide value on the first side. It's just that it's that last missing piece. How do you cover that? Right. That's so important. And, and if you, it's, it's, it's deep reflection and, and understanding of the process, you know, and I've, we've done hundreds, I don't know, five, 600 inspections, you know I mean? And, me personally, you know, and yeah. so, and a lot more with Bill. And so it's like, it's one of those things where at a certain point, if you're actually committed to the game and you're committed to what can we do for our clients, how can we put them in a position to win, um, that, that had to be part of the plan for us. And so, and like I said, we're always, we're still on the hunt, you know, so I'm sure things will, things will pop up. We're going to keep adding things and keep revising and making sure we're, we're meeting those needs. But but yeah, it's a, it's a really fun business. But so, uh, uh, and let me just throw this question that came to mind. So, looking forward five to ten years, when we're talking about home inspection, is there something you foresee being an integral piece that's not present now, whether it be solar or smart homing? Or I do. Okay. And um, this is actually something that we are about to get a certification in. So, 
like EMF and Wi-Fi exposure. Okay. Um, that is something that some people have sensitivities to. There are a variety of inspections where you can monitor the one's exposure to the harmful microwave rays. Um, the new, for example, like a lot of people have problems with the new smart boxes that are being put on their service entrances. They're Bluetooth and mm. wireless. Okay. Some people feel that that's a hazard and they want to have inspections that um, will give in detail, tell them how their home is operating on an energetic level. Interesting. Yeah, and so that's something that we're going to get into. But I think property inspection itself, and this is the, it's like, well, do you worry about AI? <laughs> yeah. It's like, are there going to be drones doing property inspections? <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I don't think that there's any way f for the human element to be replaced in that transaction. Right. Um, but also I think that, I think property inspection itself is going to evolve over the next five to ten years because I think our housing needs are going to evolve. I mean, if you look at what, what zoning changes are, are being proposed, um, regardless of your opinion, it's going to change the way these properties function. It's going to change the way that Charlottesville as a city functions in some ways, you know, if you look mm -hmm. down the line. And I just think that, you know, always being open-minded and, and aware, and that's why we're so big on continuing education. I mean, I'm, a, I'm part of very, uh, the Virginia Area Real Estate Inspectors. Okay. Um, it's they're a great group of guys. They've really helped keep us up to date on a lot of stuff. Internachi, um, and always just big on continuing education and practices. So I don't think it's going to be, in my opinion, astronomical the way it happens because people need a dwelling to live in. And as long as it um, is not cost prohibitive or just impractical to have that space assessed, then I think it'll look very similar. Okay. Yeah. Great answer. <laughs> yeah. So do you all want to hear a, a story that I was hoping to tell? When I, sure, please. Sure, absolutely. Yes. I was hoping that you were going to ask me what the craziest thing I've seen on a home inspection was. What's the craziest thing you've ever seen? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not think about that. It was a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's – and this actually happened with, uh, with Mike as well. Shout out, shout out to Mike. We love Mike. He's done a lot for us, me personally, and just in business. And so this makes me smile every time I think of it. But um, – we were doing this, this beautiful house. We were inspecting it. And I was training an employee at the time that he, you know, he was with me. And we go into the crawl space. It was like, it was like a seven-acre property. And it was a beautiful, open, timber-framed home and right on the river. And we were in the crawl space. And Jared, I was training, the guy I was training, he's like, hey, man, there's a snake up there. And I was like, okay, no big deal. It was a beautiful home. I wasn't worried that there was any kind of big issue. Well, we keep going through the crawl space and I made my way back around and we got right to the exit door and right beside my head to the left, there was another snake. <laughs> it was a big one. Like these are mature, thick, well-fed black snakes. <laughs> and so we put it in the report. We were like, okay, well there's snakes. You probably want to have those two snakes, you know, caught, re relocated, whatever. And the particular homeowner was pretty nervous about snakes. Like she had a, think she was actually afraid of snakes you know and so we we made sure to hey these these are here you want to get these dealt with we find out later there was like 50 snakes in the house there were snakes in the hvac ducts <laughs> there were snakes in the walls there was in the attic in wow. all the insulation everywhere there were baby snakes i mean there were snakes all through this house and so it was it's bizarre that you can be in a property a beautiful home and you're surrounded by snakes. They're just infested in the whole house. That is so soon, while you and Jared were probably in the crawl space, there was probably like 20 snakes just hovering <laughs> right above you. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, 
they were, they uh, were, uh, there was they, a colony. I don't even know. If, what, what do you call snakes? A pack of snakes? A colony of call, snakes? I don't know. I mean, it sounds like they were colonizing the house. So why they not? Yeah. They well, ran it. Were they... Uh, were they dangerous? Were they dangerous? No, they the were black snakes. snakes. So there were snakes, all black the black rats, snakes. Yeah. Okay, there wasn't like a sort of like it was all the black snakes on that block. Yes. Okay, was, all the black snakes. The whole, on the, block. the whole okay. perimeter, the whole cul-de-sac, they were in that house. Like it was, and but that it was just really funny because you know the chances of that. We just saw two snakes, and we were like, "What in the world?" But to find out later that there was such an infestation. And, and how did they find out later? Like, oh, well, they they went to catch the two that we saw, and they caught fifty. Or they found fifty. Or they found. Wow! It was then discovered that there was a serious issue. Well, but that also highlights how important it is just to have the inspection in the first place. Because that small detail, somebody could have said it's just a snake. You don't. Absolutely. It's not part of the house. And then to find out that there's fifty snakes in your house. Now, is that something you encounter often? Snakes? Not maybe not to that degree. But... Not to this degree. It is though. Yeah. Especially okay. warm weather. Like I was, I was getting in a crawl space the other day. There's a little baby copperhead. Which yeah. that's that's not as not not as no. good. But, no, uh, no, not at all. Yeah, and you know the other thing too is like we I went in this this crawl space in downtown Charlottesville. The house was beautiful, everything was good. There was no furnace, there was no there was nothing under this home. But the whole all of the joists were fired, like they had lit, been lit on fire. Like the joists were this big. They were tiny. They were, they were they were charcoal. The whole floor under the whole floor system was just burnt. You know, so it's that type of stuff where it's it's different every day, yeah. and it's uh, it's always exciting. Right, so you always got to venture basically every time you're inspecting a house. A- oh, absolutely, <laughs> yes. Wow, yes, yeah. Every time, <laughs> and it, there's always something new. You know, there's mm-hmm. there. It's I, I'm convinced I've seen every possible proper and improper installation way uh, for fr- for flashing. If any way that you could potentially configure flashing to try to make it. Uh, fill that role. I've seen almost every configuration of that, <laughs> good and bad. Um, so, so, yeah. So we're just going to have to have you back on again in uh, like a few, few, few months. That's way we can hear another story. Another, another story. New, a yeah. new story. It might not take that long. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll be back tomorrow. Like, hey, guys. Exactly. <laughs> next <laughs> week. Come on like, next yeah. week. Yeah. I got a great story to tell. Come yeah. back on next week. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, uh, Ben, before we let you go, uh, where can people find you? So, you know, just if you Google us, Skyline Home Inspections, um, our new website is launched, I believe. It's, if it's not launched now, it's like the next day or two. Um, so that'll be www.skyline-homeinspections.com. And then always just give us a ring. You know, we 540-205-6223. Um, me or one of our office staff will answer. So, yeah, just get in touch. We'll, we'll take care of you and make sure we the needs are met. Make sure there's no snakes. You don't want to open up a cupboard one day and see snakes. Like, honey, we got a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to smile for, like, literally every time I think about that forever. Yeah, I know. so bizarre. Yeah, but now I'm going to freak out if I yeah. see a snake near our house now. <laughs> I'm going to get Ben on the phone now. <laughs> yeah, get Ben. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, Ben, well, it's been so much, so much fun. Thank you. Thank great. you so much for coming Thank you all for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. Wow, that, that was, was great. That was interesting. The, the snake story really kind of got, got to me a little bit, though. Well, what's interesting, too, is that, like, as financial planners, we don't have any craziest stories. Like, our craziest story is, like, wow, somebody was, like, fully invested in Tesla or something, something like that. Yeah, like, but that would be, that would be a lucky one for them. Well, if, yeah, if they got in at the right time, yeah, that but, is, right? But uh, it's, it's, it's just, yeah. It's yeah, but it's funny because hearing Ben talk, it, it really emphasizes the importance of, like, before you're buying a home, if you're living in definitely in the older home, you 
might want to get that inspected because you never know exactly what's kind of going just, on in your house. You it's so big. Right? There's so much going on. Yeah. And shout out to uh, Christina Monfalcone for watching, for uh, Elizabeth Irby for watching, Matias Yon. Thank you for, for tuning in. And actually, Matias has a comment. Ben is perhaps the most thorough inspector in the area. So he's getting a lot of props. Wow. From Matias, and, and, and again, Matias was the one, uh, I think he doesn't mind me saying this, he was the one who turned me on to Skyline Home Inspections and why I reached out to them because he, he was very impressed with, with Ben and, that, and, and, how, and how thorough they are. Right? That's the thoroughness is obviously something mm-hmm. that as a realtor, Matias is really looking for because he doesn't want to, because I mean, in reality, like, so eight, you know, agents keep, you know, if you're an agent watching too, think about that because you're, if you're vouching for someone, you're trying to get some, like, the best value for your client, you don't want to necessarily, uh, well, I was going to use a phrase I can't use on the air, but um, you don't want to necessarily, like, uh, Half, half, butt it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I think our I, everyone else knows what I'm yeah. saying. But like, okay, but you like, want to put in kids, less effort yeah. than you don't want to. Yes, yeah. you don't want somebody who's going to put in less effort, and mm-hmm. then there's there's major problems on the line. You really want highest quality if you're going to deliver that experience to your clients. Absolutely. So I know there's some things you want to talk about. There's well, some big there's, surprise I've been waiting for for the show. Let's, so let's get for to the it. first time in today manana history, there is a giveaway that I believe has already gone line. If this uh, gone live, if the schedule works. Um, so we today, and I'm going to go check Instagram now. We in, uh, today manana is offering $700 worth of uh, free giveaways. All you have to do. In typical giveaway fashion is follow the accounts listed. That includes our sponsors and everyone who is Mm -hmm. um, participating and contributing. And um, like the post and tag two friends. And with that, you'll be getting, and let me go get this, the, the full list. So again, so so you have to go to the Today Manana Instagram Instagram, Go to the Today Manana Instagram. um, Follow the accounts that are listed. They're all, Mm -hmm. it's perfectly all kind of organized for your convenience. Tag two friends in the comments and like the post. That gives you one entry so that you could win possibly. And here's the rundown. You ready for it? Okay, let's get the rundown. Come on. Uh, Two free pizzas and two drinks by Popitos Pizza. Um, Two 10-inch pizzas. Uh, A summer bouquet from Flower Girl Seville, Mm -hmm. valued at $50. A bag of coffee and two cafes from Taiga Specialty Coffee. So if you remember a couple weeks back, we had Taiga, we had Tanya Fias Castro on. Yes, I I, I know. We had her coffee coffee at her house. It was delicious. It was amazing. I bought another bag when I went uh, this weekend. (laughs) Yeah. Um, $50 gift card courtesy of Matisse Young Realty to Auto Seville to Turkish Street Food down on Water Street. A $50 gift card courtesy of Matisse Young Realty to Guajiros. So you get your cafe con leche from there too. They also serve Taiga coffee. So you're getting a lot of coffee if you win, I guess. A $100 gift card to a participating downtown mall business thanks to Friends of Seville Downtown Mall. So that's mm. our good friend Greer from uh, Friends of Seville. And um, not and, there's, there's two more. Two $65 tickets to Charlottesville Opera's production of Guys and Dolls. Wow. It's flexible for the date. You just have to go. If whoever wins can just reach out to today, you know, we'll reach out to you. And um, the voucher will work for any of the dates. You just got to mm-hmm. go pick up the tickets from the Paramount box office. And last but not least, and of the greatest like value, value is two VIP tickets to Castle Hill Ciders 231 vest. Two. 
Two. two VIP. There are wow. two VIP tickets. So if you win, you and your special someone. Yes, and your special whoever, <laughs> a friend, you know, you can just pick a random person, I guess. If you're alone, you can just take Judah, <laughs> and Judah will go as a VIP to Castle Cider. Uh, so that is all available right now for the end. The VIP, ooh, did I write this down? The VIP tickets will get you um, early festival entry at 11 a.m., a festival swag bag. Uh, valued at two hundred plus dollars, um, outdoor VIP tent featuring glass blowing by Katie Raz and a cocktail show with Medario Tassanario from El, from the Bebedero, mm-hmm. from the Bebedero. Be- yes, Bebedero. sorry. Air conditioned loft lounge. There's a lot here. I just got to go through it. A curated experience by Marigold Keswick by Jean Georges. So if everyone remembers that Keswick Hall, there is a. Um, Satellite restaurant from Marigold, which is a Michelin star restaurant in New York run by Gene George's, the famous chef. Um, you're going to get a uh, curated experience from them, from, the, wow. from Marigold Keswick. A private bathroom and sweeping property views, uh, probably from the loft. A grazing table sponsored by Kroger. And soft seating area near the festival stage, first come, first serve. And just so that everyone does know... The proceeds from the, uh, from the 231 Fest go to the Blue Ridge Area Food Bank. So a lot of this is for a great cause. So if you don't win, you should definitely mm-hmm. still yes. absolutely get tickets and go. But definitely enter the giveaway because you could win wow. two of the IP that's, tickets. That's, that's a huge giveaway. Wow. Well, not a, what I love, too, about the giveaway is that there's a giveaway within the giveaway because the VIP tickets from Castle Hill just, like, add on I know, on it's so like an entire list. I, well, like, Xavier was reading out yesterday. Yeah, it was, uh, not last, <laughs> yeah, last week, not yesterday. Last week. Yeah. He reading out the entire so list. So much, yeah. And, I mean, the other thing about even just the Charlottesville Opera, they're so, they were so generous with their tickets. They're given the, like, the top-tier tickets. You're not winning, like, cheap seats. You're winning the wow. $65 tickets, not the, the 25 That's to see Guys and Dolls. It's the first time ever they're doing this production of Guys mm-hmm. and Dolls. Um, they have really talented dancers that they're pulling from around the world. And it's being choreographed by Casey Turner, who's a local choreographer. So there's, I mean, there's just a lot here. Um, so make sure you go yes. to today, Manana's Instagram. Yes, you got to enter, enter the giveaway. Uh, you have to go to Instagram. What is it? Get, give everyone the rundown again because I already forgot it. Oh, so. okay. So we'll, and I'll go down instead of up this time. Two VIP tickets to Castle Hill Ciders 231 Fest. Two $65 tickets to Charlottesville Opera's Guys and Dolls. Uh, $100 gift card to a participating downtown mall business thanks to Friends of Seamail um, and you have to visit their website to see which businesses but it, it, there's a whole list of businesses on the downtown mall that will take that, um, that gift card $50 gift card courtesy of Matias Yon Realty to both Guajiro Seville and um, Auto Turkish Street Food a bag of coffee and two cafes from Taiga Specialty Coffee a summer bouquet from Flower Girl Seville and two 10-inch pizzas and two drinks from Popito's Pizza. Wow. And you have to go to the Instagram? You go to Instagram. Let me, I'm going to make sure that it's up as soon as the show's over. And, um, yes, go to Instagram. You have to like mm-hmm. the post, follow the accounts, and um, tag two friends. And I will be Done. in the comments. And I will be watching so that everyone you actually... will be watching. I will definitely, yeah. So it's set to go live at 10.30 today. And, so when does 15 it, minutes. Uh, and when does it end? It ends, so the drawing will be done 
live on so today that's manana. when it ends. that will be at june 8th will be when the giveaway ends because okay. we uh, on live on today manana we will be drawing the winner from probably a fishbowl but michael and i will be monitoring to make sure that everyone actually like you have to do follow I, the I'm instructions i'm not yeah. on instagram yeah. you monitor. you're a monitor. you're gonna help me that's, count out the, i'll uh, help you pick out the fish the fishbowl well we're actually we I'll have castle them. hill and seville opera are coming on there that day so we're gonna see who wants to uh draw the draw winner the if josephine's here she'll probably want to do it we'll see yeah. but We'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see who gets to we'll see. draw the winner. But and, like, and, and definitely this way, people know the rundown of the events is the two thirty one fest is coming up it's very June soon. 10th. It's June tenth, um, and then right after that, uh, June twenty third, twenty fourth, and twenty fifth is Guys and Dolls. Correct? Guys and Dolls, and, and then after that, we have the and for the Charlottesville Opera. There's going to be July first, the festival at the Ting Pavilion. It's a free okay. event. Just make sure that you basically. And what, and what is the festival? So it's in it's, and Leanne has been a little bit. Uh, a little sneaky with this because, but um, it's a and it's a festival that includes all sorts of different types of music that they're going to include. They're going to throw some opera. They're going to go through some local artists. She's really putting together a huge lineup. So if you have any taste in music, uh, doesn't matter at all. You should probably like. There's going to be somebody playing mm-hmm. your music. It's going to be a huge thing at the Ting Pavilion. It's entirely free. So make sure wow. that it's on your schedule because, you know, it's coming up. And then July 14th and 16th, they, there will be Tosca at the Paramount Theater. Um, you can be sure to see me there at, at least one of those. One of those, maybe both. We'll, we, well maybe we'll see. I maybe mean, both. I can't promise, but you know how yeah. I love Puccini. So. Yeah, you're, Nick's the <laughs> opera guy. He's the opera guy. Especially Puccini. As, as soon as they announced it was going to be a Puccini opera, I was like, I'm yeah. sold. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like it, Anything he wrote was is just pure gold. Yeah, so wow. a lot of things coming up. Um, next week, our guests next will week, be... Next week, yes. We're going to have Victoria Prosha from Franchise Associate at House of Color Charlottesville. Then we're going to have Katie Cox from Supporting Local Seville. And then we're going to have Matthias Young from yeah, Matthias Young Realtor. Coming back. Our friend yeah. Matthias, yeah. yeah. So, wow. Great show, Nick. Oh, great yeah. show. Great. Well, thank we you had, to our guests. Yeah, Betsy, Betsy and, and, ben. And, and Ben were uh, excellent. You know, I, we learned a lot about interior home design and then especially the importance of getting your house inspected because yeah. you don't want a colony of snakes. You know, it's some a colony, of colony of snakes. That story, I'm telling you, that's, that's it, it, it's if I see a snake, you know, within the next week, it, there's going to be a little bit of a freak. You're going to be like, where are they? Like, you're going to be well, in yeah. Suddenly, I'm going to be like, wait a second, what's going on here? But uh, yeah, no, it was a great show. Don't forget to check out the Today Manana page. I'm sure Nick's going to be putting the post up very soon. Well, it's and ten minutes now. It's going to go live. And ten so minutes. Good, it's ten minutes from now. Ten minutes from now. So you can do the countdown. You could put a little time. Yeah, we'll ten count down. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but anyway, as always, thank you so much to uh, again our guests Betsy and Ben. Thank you to Nick for taking over for Xavier and doing oh, thank such a you wonderful for taking job. over for Alex and doing a great job. I know. Where is Alex? You know, he's still not back. Yeah, I, mean, I think he's, he's coming back. Is he ever coming back this time? At guy? an EDM festival in Bavaria. You know, he's, <laughs> I know, this is like three weeks now. He hasn't been here. What's going on? That's true, yeah. Three well, weeks, he better you know? be. He's coming on. I know. Next Everyone's week. like, where's Alex? He, he, he's got to come back eventually. I, I don't know. Unless seen, he likes Bavaria. To be fair, I see more where's Xavier. That's true. I see more where's Xavier comments and a lot less where's Alex comments. I will say that. I will say that. Maybe because I do such a good job. You for do such a good job, they really maybe, don't care. But like for but maybe, for Xavier, yeah, we'll I will see. Anyway, as always, a big thank you to the I Love Seville Studios, Jerry for allowing us to have the show, Judah for being the mastermind behind the camera, uh, and definitely a big thank you to our sponsors, uh, Merger Financial Services, Castle Hill Cider, Matisse Young Realty, Craddock Series Insurance, and Charlottesville Opera. 
And uh, thank you again to Nick. And I'm going to do the famous closing. Until next time, hasta mañana. Well done. Yeah. Bravo. Mike.